Welcome back to the Auto Amateur Podcast. This is James. I am really excited about this episode. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, and that's exhaust systems, but specifically sole performance exhaust. We've got Mike Spock from the company on the podcast today to talk to us a little bit about sole performance. A lot of people ask me about my exhaust system, why sole, what they stand for, what they provide. And it's not just exhaust components for the 991. They've got exhaust components and other products for a lot of different uh, Porsche models and and, and other cars as well. Um, This this episode, in fact, is going to be one of three that I'm going to do with folks from Soul Performance. So today's episode is is really sort of an intro and an overview to the company and their product line and, and sort of their future plans. Episode two is going to be with a guy called John, John Gados. Many of you probably know John already if you are active in any of the Facebook Porsche groups or the uh, the online communities, the forums. Um, John's going to be talking to us about the exhaust components in a little bit more depth and the industry in general. And then the third podcast in the series is going to be with Evan from Soul Performance, who's the head of fabrication. And we're going to talk about the manufacturing and the production of the components themselves, the exhaust uh, components, and what goes into them, the science, the research, the development. And uh, so hopefully through these three episodes, you're going to get to know uh, quite a lot about the company. But you're also going to be able to answer some of the questions which I get asked a lot, which is, you know, why would you put an aftermarket exhaust system on a Porsche or, or any high-end performance car for that matter? Surely it's perfect as it is. Well, we're going to explore some of those questions and more. But without further ado, let's get Mike on the line and let's start talking. So, on the phone, I have Mike Spock from Soul Performance Exhaust. I've worked with Mike on and off for a couple of years now with my my 997, my friend Mario's 997, and now most recently with my 991. Mike, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here and to chat with you. You've done so much for us. I'm more than happy to spend the afternoon with you and, and chat about cars and marketing and all things Porsche. That's fantastic. You know, if I could just do that all day, every day, just sit around talking about my car and Porsches, <laughs> I'd be a super happy guy. Uh, but I, I'm really excited to do this podcast because, uh, you know, I'm as, as you well know, and I'm sure all the people who listen and watch me know that I'm a big fan of Soul Performance and the the exhaust setup that I've got on my 991 now just is quite literally my favorite thing about the car. Um it gives me a thrill every time I fire it up, every time I get in that car. Um, but also, I just I get comments on it all the time. You know, when I'm driving around the Twin Cities or I go to Porsche, you know, car meetups here, people always ask about the exhaust. And uh, after we you know, we finish doing a drive, I'll get several guys on the radio commenting that they love the sound of it. Um, and I get people commenting on the videos all the time, which is really nice. And 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 quite a lot of the time, people are asking the same kind of questions. You know, it's it's sole performance. Who are these guys? You know, why did you choose sole performance? What what, what sort of stands them apart about the rest? Um, and you know, it, having you on this podcast today, it, I'm just really excited to learn more with my audience about you and about the company and about uh, how you sort of approach the market. Because I think in in some respects, from my own experience, it's uh, it's novel, it's unique, it's kind of fun and engaging. I, I, I enjoy seeing things from you guys come out in the marketplace, whether it's emails or YouTube videos or Instagram posts. So welcome. Thanks, James. 
I really appreciate it. And I will say it's, it's an honor to work with you because as the marketing guy, it's upon me to craft and deliver an experience to customers. As I always say, we're selling experiences, not exhaust. The exhaust system will generate an experience that we hope is favorable. And you've been a great help in relaying this information and helping people end up with outstanding experiences. And for that, we thank you. And we love having a partnership with you. You're, you're an awesome individual in the Porsche community and everybody should be really thankful to have someone who puts in so much time as you. We're really appreciative. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's, well, shucks. I'm now blushing. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone listening already knows who you are and they're listening to you because they know you, you do it right and we appreciate it. Well, that's kind. That's very kind. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Mike. How did you end up at Soul Performance? Uh, so I guess starting at the beginning, I was raised by two photographers. So I've kind of always had a camera in front of my face. And you eventually see the world in a different way. Like how can you capture uh, the world and make it last? So the way I do things is I see things almost as moments to capture. Uh, timing and positioning and everything are always going through my head. How can I make every moment matter and convey it? And most important to me is uh, I like making people happy. It seems in this day and age, it's a lot of people are doing things for themselves or focused on themselves. And what makes me happy is to make other people happy. And if that kind of mindset could run with everybody, we would be a lot happier. So yeah. my day and my day out was how can I take photography and my interest in cars and turn that into a career and help people at the same time? So I worked my way up through various jobs. I interned for Zero to 60 magazine, which eventually became Hoonigan. Kind of funny. Yeah, I, I've done uh, big things in Club Loose and the drifting scene, a lot of video work there. I've done some photography for magazines. So I've kind of always focused on the specific tract of automotive uh, and, and, and people and their involvement in the automotive industry. I worked for a couple manufacturers. I've done retail sales. I've been involved on the wholesale side of things. So I've had a lot of interesting and unique perspectives on the automotive industry and how people buy and sell. And right now I'm at Seoul and I'm making my own individual method of marketing and selling exhaust components to people and giving them an awesome experience. So this is kind of the penultimate result of years of practice and being able to do whatever I want within Liberties at Seoul to sell you guys exhaust, to make you guys happy, to share your content, to make my own and inform you guys. So it's all just a really cool end result of what I've been trying to do since, you know, childhood. That's fantastic. And, you know, so talk to me about, you know, what you're hoping at the sort of typical sort of customer experience will be with Soul Performance. Because, you, you know, from, from my own point of view, I came across you through a friend and he mm -hmm. said, you've got to listen to this exhaust. I went online, checked out a bunch of YouTube videos. I went to your website. Um, Initially, what set you apart for me was how willing you guys were to answer my questions and, and to sort of go above and beyond to help me understand, you know, which was the best component to choose. And, Thank you. And, and, and without sort of, you know, throwing any competitors under the bus or anything like that, you, you sort of just, you were readily willing and able to answer my questions and that, that really helped create a bit of a rapport. And then, of course, you know, seeing the products turn up and just seeing how yeah. amazing they look with the finish and the logo and the whole notion of giving your car some soul, you know, that whole kind of concept, I just, you know, you hooked me. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, what do you, what do you hope that, uh, you know, customers get in terms of an experience from, from looking at soul and from working with soul? 
Yeah, ask anybody at the company and we'll tell you that our core founding reason was to deliver a better customer service experience. You know, we've all had our bad customer service experiences at multiple companies and we're all humans here. We know what we should be treated like and what would make us happy. So basically our entire motto is just make people happy. And it just so happens we do that through manufacturing and selling exhaust components. And we also do third-party products that complement the experience. So we want to yeah. make people get the most out of their car. And we do that by marketing authentically. And uh, we focus on both quality and quantity, which we can go a little bit more on when we dive down into things. But basically, I want you to be able to come to our website. And I may be a little bit OCD, but I want you to have all the information, pictures, videos, charts, graphs, anything I can do to make you have a more confident experience and choice in your component that you're putting on your car. The end result is that we want you to be happy. You're, you're buying happiness. You're trading your time and part of you for an experience. And we have to make yeah. sure that that's great. And you know we have a lifetime warranty, so we'll make sure that experience lasts. And we're, you know, we're on the phone all day, every day. We're up at night taking care of people. We're quick to respond. We'll make sure yeah. that if you do have any kind of issue, we're there to make it right and fast. So it's all, right. it all boils down to just being excellent to each other. Got it. As Bill and Ted and, would you know, say. I, <laughs> right on. Party on. And I, yeah. I can't do my American accent. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm just going to stay in, in my, my English accent. Um, but, you know, I think when people start looking for aftermarket components like an exhaust or, you know, whether it's wheels or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. they're looking for the shiny object. You know, they want that they look what it looks like, how much it costs, but they don't necessarily think think about things like fitment and about yeah. post-sale support and, and uh, lifetime warranty. And two things I think that jumped out to me um, through my experience with Mario and, and uh, my friend Mario who, who mm-hmm. uh, first... Uh, acquired the, the, the sold products before I did. Um, you know, I made a video out of that. I was sort of along the way with the journey. You guys were there to make sure that the shop that was installing the components got it right. Mm-hmm. And it was emails, it was text messages, it was phone calls to make sure it went right. And and whether you're tracking it or whether you're driving it on the streets, if something goes wrong, if something fails, you guys are there to stand behind your product. And, and I, I don't think... I think that's pretty unique. I don't think there are a lot of manufacturers out there in the automotive industry selling products for high-end cars like Porsche that actually sort of stand behind their product like you guys do. Thank you, James. I mean, if anything, we are invested in our customers and who we will make friends for life. If you're going to spend all this time building this product, you should really want to keep people around and really be uh, considering what they want primarily. It's not about what we want. It's about what you guys want. So what can we do yeah. to make it the best for you guys. And that's really kind of what drives our business. And if you peel back the layers, it's layers upon layers of customer service focused experiences, be it from offering the best price, um, the best information to being there to pick up the phone and be with you the entire way. So that's really sole performance in a nutshell. And so how long have you guys been around now? Uh, almost four years at this point. So, I mean, you know, relatively speaking, that's a pretty short amount of time. And it, and it just, of course, I, I might sound a bit biased because my car is soul to soul, soup to nuts, but um, you make quite an impact in the marketplace. I mean, you only need to Google soul performance on YouTube um, or, you know, search soul performance on YouTube. And there are so many videos and so many people talking about you. Um, you. That must be a really exciting, you know, place to be right now. 
I will say going from nothing. And I remember when we first turned the website on and we were just sitting there waiting for the first person to come. And it's very intimidating when you go out into a market where there's already these big players, uh, well-established yeah. names, and you have to make a name for yourself. So uh, yeah. you really have to basically focus on what is the right way to do things and how hard can you do it? So again, quality and quantity. So it's making sure everyone on the internet hears about you from word of mouth. We do Google AdWords and things like that. We're, we're going to events, um, we're going to track days. It's just getting everything out there. It's pounding the pavement and doing the right thing. When you talk to a customer, you want them to basically repeat your company mission. And that is, we had a great experience. So as long as you're focusing yeah. on that and doing it over and over and over again, it's, it's a battle of attrition. It's every day, you know, I'm, I'm up at one in the morning on Instagram talking to people. It's just, and it's great. We love what we do. So it's never, you know, yeah. it's never really taxing. It's just, it drives us. It makes us want to go harder and do it more and more and more. And we're so appreciative of the response that everybody gives to us. And as the marketing guy, when everybody sends me content, it's, it's, it makes my day because not only does it let us help our company, but the more we grow, the more we get to show everybody off, the better we get to do things and the better it is for customers. So it's, we have this intimate relationship with customers. We try to give back and be better and everybody wins. I love that. I really do. And, you know, since making the videos um, over the years about your products, I've had, I mean, it's, I'm probably now thinking about 25, 30 people individually that have contacted me that have either asked me questions about your products and have gone ahead and bought them, or they've just got in touch with me after they've installed them. And they've been like, James, this is amazing. It's my favorite thing about the car. I mean, just a couple of shout outs at the top of my head. Um, Mike, uh, who runs a YouTube channel called Capital Exotics up in yeah. Ottawa, Canada, he is a massive fan. And, you know, he and I spent maybe I don't know, a couple of weeks and then maybe a dozen emails just talking about my experience and, you know, what I got up from the exhaust. I honestly didn't think he was going to go for it in the end. He, he went for it and he just can't say enough good things about it now. My friend Tom in California, um, he has a car that looks almost identical to mine or at least without the blue wrap, Papa Smurf wrap. Um, <laughs> same thing, you know, he, he, he pulled, the, pulled the trigger got the valve exhaust, never looked back. And it's one of his favorite things about the car. It's the, the whole sort of notion of um, word of mouth, I think mm -hmm. is tremendously powerful. And when you're investing in additional components for cars like this, you, you want to feel like you're making an informed, sort of confident decision as opposed to just rolling the dice and, you know what, if it doesn't work out, I'll just, uh, you know, forget about it because, yeah. you know, th this isn't buying, you know, some kind of $5 um, freebie or $5 discount at the uh, at the cashier in the auto zone. And if you don't like it, you throw it away. You know? yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you. I try to be as thorough as I can in the way I convey information. And that's why we appreciate working with you as well. You'll make a very long, very informed video and people trust that if you really boil down to it when you're trying to buy a product online well you know what drives you to a purchase is it information you have to figure out a lot of things go on amazon you're probably going to search based off of the amount of people that have purchased that product previously you know are you going to buy something that's five stars with only one person purchasing it or are you going to look at something that a thousand people have purchased so right. you really want to have that experience that people are talking about, that you're getting feedback from customers to be the best choice. And then you have to actually back it up with being the proper product. So, I mean, if you want me to dive into it, sole performance products, we craft solutions. So it's not just we built this as the race exhaust, it's the loud exhaust, and here's the street exhaust. No, if we're going to build 
a race exhaust, this is going to be an experience for a race car. It's going to have over-engineered brackets so that it doesn't break. It's going to have, uh, it's going to be lightweight. It's going to be as stout as it can while being lightweight. If it's going to be a street exhaust, well, what makes a good street exhaust? An exciting experience with, as Porsche owners will appreciate, minimal drones. So we kind of got into the right. market offering our valved exhaust for Boxster Cayman because they can offer that big delta between mild and wild. So it's it's crafting a product that meets an expectation. And my job is to market it effectively and convey the experience that you're going to get. So we work closely um, as a company to think of what a product should be, make it the best it can be, and then make sure that right. everybody knows it's what you want. And if it's not, maybe we have something else for you, but we never try to market um, and, and get one on, get one over on people. We don't want to lie. We don't want to make it up. Um, you know, we're, we're very big on ethics. Our dyno numbers are presented by third parties. So they're honest and ethical. You could repeat those numbers. Um, all the oh, photos. Interesting. Yes. It's, if you think about it, dynos are very variable. So we're doing our best to make sure it's something you could walk in and get from everyone else. Some people don't trust numbers. So we, we're, we're very big on showing what you could realistically get from other people. Uh, the photos and descriptions have to match the product. So we invest a lot of time in making sure everything is perfect. It's, it's how much, how much juice can I extract from the fruit? So, uh, yeah. when it comes down to marketing, you know, some things people don't think about, but every little thing matters from conveying the proper weight of the product to taking photos of the brackets, uh, marketing kind of boils down to, uh, pain points. People, what holds people back from buying things are pain points. It's, uh, am I spending the right amount of money for this? Is it going to meet my needs? Is it going to break? Is my wife going to hate it? So kind of the <laughs> right. way, of, if you think about it, it's, it's a way a lot of things work. And my goal is to solve these pain points and give you all the information you can to feel confident in your purchase and take pleasure in it. Right. It's funny you should mention uh, about the wife because in one of my sole performance videos, I think it was when the valve exhaust was first installed, sort of like October last year. At the very end of the video, after doing all of the comparisons between you know stock and and sole, et cetera, et cetera, inside the garage accelerating, I think the last couple of seconds of the video was the wife test. And I had my <laughs> wife Ruthie in the car. I floored it, and she listened to it, and I said, "What do you think, honey?" And she said something along the lines of, it's not douchey. And that's what she was hoping for. She wanted an exhaust that wasn't douchey. She, and she actually really likes it. We just, even with the headers on, we drove up to Duluth recently and back and, and did like a bit of a full course yeah. tour. You know, three hours there, three hours back. Not once did she mention the exhaust or complain about the noise inside the cabin. Which Perfect. for my wife, God bless her. If there is something bothering her, she will let you know about it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll add on the website, um, wife approved, checkmark, non-douchey, checkmark. <laughs> exactly. So taking a step back for a second, mm -hmm. one of the questions I do get asked a lot is, um, you know, why would you put an aftermarket exhaust on a car? And, and I think that's probably one of the most common questions or one of the most frequently asked questions that I get. You know, if you think about the fact that you're buying a car that has gone through seven or eight generations and sub-generations and hundreds of hours of testing, um, these designers that create the 911s and, you know, they know what they're doing, basically. Why would somebody put a, an aftermarket exhaust, whether it be Soul or any other brand? Yeah, it boils down to a couple of things, really. Sound, some people want a better sound. Some people are appearance focused so they may like those flashy colored titanium tips or things like that they want to show off cool with us perfect and then some people are interested purely in performance 
how light is it? Um, is it going to last on track use? How much power will I make under the curve? Is it going to increase my peak horsepower by X amount? So when we design an exhaust, we have to kind of bounce all these different components. And is this going to be a, uh, a max power adding exhaust and sacrifice some looks? Uh, so there's a lot to bounce there when we, when we do an exhaust and we try to meet as many of these marks as possible. Why would somebody replace an exhaust? Uh, some guys want more power. Some guys don't care how loud it is. They just want max power. Some people yeah. want to hear it a little bit more and sound is so subjective and it's so difficult to properly convey it in video. You could talk to someone over and over and try to convey that sound level and still not get it right. So we're very friendly with returns because even though we try to del deliver the best possible experience to this person, we're not always going to meet their needs. So we're, we're return friendly, but it's hard to nail everything. PSC, excellent exhaust. Great. But some people do want it louder. Some people really mm -hmm. want to hear that flat six. And they want to hear that note in full. So, yeah. and then there's also the particular sound experience you may want to get. Some people on say 901.2 don't necessarily want the car louder. They just want to hear the turbos. They bought a turbo car. Yeah. Let's hear those turbos. So it's it's unlocking certain frequencies and features of the car as well. So we're pretty clear on how you're going to achieve different sound levels and experiences on our site, but. You know, it's not for everybody. PSC is great for some people, but, you know, variety yeah. is the spice of life. Some people like different foods. Some people like different music. And that also factors yeah. in with exhaust, personal preference. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's interesting because when I was in my 996 originally, it was my first ever Porsche. Um, I, I just thought, well, this is how Porsches sound. You know, mm -hmm. the, it drives fantastically. I love the driving experience. I love how it looks. But I, I, I did think, well, it doesn't quite sound the way I would expect a performance sports car to sound, but I'll live with it. That's fine. And then as I went through my 997 for a year or so, I met a bunch of people that own Porsches and I started to make a, you know, a, a good group of friends here in the Twin Cities. And I got to listen to other cars and start to learn more about, okay, well, that one's got a stock exhaust. That one's got the sports exhaust. That one over there has got something custom and different. So my ears started to pick up the differences and I knew that I wanted something more, but it wasn't until I decided to um, move from my 997 and go to my 991 that I made that sort of conscious kind of leap, which is I now know exactly what I want. And it's because I went down to Porsche of Minneapolis and I test drove three, three 991s. There was one which just had a stock exhaust. There was one that had the sports exhaust. And then there was one that had the Porsche sports exhaust, but with an aftermarket exhaust system. And the stock exhaust was fine. I then sat and listened to the PSE and I thought, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Um, I can tell the difference. You can hear it a little bit more in the cabin. It's got a little bit more of a rasp to it. Mm -hmm. But then the guy was like, no, let's put you in this one. You, I think you're going to really like this one. He pushed that button and we were stationary. I turned the engine on and immediately I got that kind of tingle. I was like, this is what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and to me, it was all about sound. And what I've, what I've found has been like a happy bonus of going through this process with you guys is my car sounds fantastic now. I, I absolutely love how it sounds. It's not too loud. It doesn't drone. But you've also given me some extra power. And the, the responsiveness of the car is also a little different. I, it, feels like, it feels like I'm driving more of an S now than a base Carrera. Yeah. But it just feels like the cars come alive. You know, it's like it's got this new personality, but it's still Porsche. It's still flat six. It's still a naturally aspirated engine. But, you know, it's kind of that spinal tap, 
you know, kind of uh, example, isn't it, from the movie where, well, this Marshall amp goes up to an 11. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> have basically to think. exactly it. Porsche is designing these cars for the entire market. So they've got to meet the expectations of the 70-year-old weekend cruiser who doesn't want any drone whatsoever. And then there's also the enthusiast who may want to make it louder. So a lot of times manufacturers will, will err on the side of being too tame because that's where the aftermarket industry comes in to do enhancements. And that's why Porsche right. also offers PSC and different packages to enhance the car. So if anything, they're playing it safe and the character of the car is still built in there. If anything, we exist to exacerbate that and really bring it out to varying degrees that you would you know, want to have. Do you want to have better handling? You can improve that. Do you want to have better sound? You can improve that. So it's a good platform. Porsches are a great platform because they're so well built. They're so well engineered. You're basically putting a sharper edge on a very sharp knife, which is hard to do, but it's a great, it's a great platform to start with. Yeah. I kind of want to, I kind of wish we were having this conversation while I was driving my car right now. (laughs) (laughs) I should have just flown in. We could have done it it live. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, then that that's that's really exciting. So with with the new cars coming out, um, you know the nine nine two's just been released. Um, the seven one eight, uh, the Cayman uh, Boxster platform has just been released. Um, the, you know there's going to be a second generation nine nine two coming out in a couple of years time. Mm-hmm. What does the sort of future look like for Soul Performance products beyond those that are available now? Because you know if you want something for the nine nine seven or the nine nine one. They're readily available, but you know, are you going to continue growing and and expanding your your product portfolio as Porsche continues to introduce new generations and new models? Absolutely, we'll go as long and as hard as we can. Uh, it is without a doubt getting more difficult with new emissions devices being implemented into the car, um, you know, particulate filters and things like that. And if anything, it's getting more difficult because there's also variations between North American cars and cars overseas that have different exhaust yeah. configurations. You know, the 718 GT4 has uh, catalytic converters in the overaxle pipes, whereas in the US they have particulate filters. So, and the exhaust is mounted differently. So it creates challenges. Uh, how can we meet the world demand when we only have a North American car? So it's it's a lot of, a lot more R&D to execute on a great product while considering emissions, fitment and legality uh, is actually an important thing too. We don't want to um, you know, get people in trouble with Porsche with their dealer, void the warranties. So uh, it's not like the old days where you just slap on an exhaust and go. It's, it's if anything, it's more difficult than ever. So um, we're ramping up and we're looking forward to it may slow us down a bit, but it's more important than ever to take your time and design the product right, because it really matters now. Yeah. ECUs are more sensitive. It's it's a hard game to play, but we're here to play. That's right. I mean, with with the continuous introduction or continual introduction of, of of more computer capabilities, with even artificial intelligence being introduced in cars now, um, you you got to think about that, I guess. When you like you just mentioned, you know, how does it perform? Is it going to throw error messages? What kind of emissions is it putting out? Do you have R and D partnerships with like Porsche? How does that process work? Do you go and buy yourself a a Porsche sports exhaust and and try and re-engineer a product you know how does that work conceptually without giving away any trade secrets we are very thankful to our customers who are gracious enough to lend us their vehicles sometimes for extended periods of time Uh, a lot of people are very excited to be part of r d um, and they actually have input on it as well it's good to involve the community 
uh, you know, we have a lot of threads on Renlist where we see what people are asking for, what they're saying, and we can maneuver and we're a very agile company and we can make changes as necessary. Uh, we do have uh, slight relationships with dealers. They, we, we don't get too deep into it, but we do have some access to part numbers and some information, which does help. Uh, but a lot of times it's, it's doing research. Sometimes we'll see what's out there. We see what people want. We tear the car apart. We'll cut into exhaust sometimes with people's permission. Um, we'll use boroscopes. We'll do measurements, 3D scanning, uh, anything we can do to really uh, get as much information as possible and move forward. Wow. Okay. I really like that, that you sort of involve um, people, real people from the car community in your product development. That's really cool. Yeah. And again, as I always say, it's not about what we want to make. It's about what customers want. So you better be sure we put our time in. We're listening. We're always there. Uh, we hear you. We see you. And we want to make what you want. So uh, we are very uh, focused on the customer service experience. And that's why uh, we listen to people. That's really important. So whether you're on, you know, Facebook or you're on Renlist or other forums, uh, you know, you're looking at responses to comments on on my videos. Um, there are a couple of personalities that that seem to sort of uh, be a you know a recurring presence from Soul Performance. You're one of them. There's yep. John, um, and then is it Evan who, uh, puts, Evan, who yes. does the fabrication? Yes, yeah. he's a head of fabrication. He's he's he was like us. He's done sales. He's uh, gone to school for some automotive stuff, so he's heavily invested in, in all uh, aspects of things too. We're kind of we're all wear many hats at Soul, and that's good because okay. of, you know marketing knows what it takes to manufacture, manufacturing knows what it takes to market, and we get the seamless, easier experience when we produce things so that everything makes sense and is done to the best of our ability. Got you. Because I, you know, I see you responding a lot, especially on Instagram, of course, and being, you know, in marketing, I'd expect you to be doing that. I see a, an awful lot of John um, responding to comments and questions in a lot of the Facebook groups. Um, he seems like quite a character. I'm looking forward to talking with him. Yeah, he's he. You won't get him off the mic. I'll tell you that he's uh, an outstanding <laughs> guy, great customer service, experience driven person, very knowledgeable. So the the joke is that I'm like a cat. I'm behind the scenes. You know, I'm making things happen. You don't really see me too often. Whereas John is right out there. He's uh, he's all over the place. He's talking to you. So it's we work very well that way. We complement each other. And you know, I'm making sure stuff gets made, and he's making sure stuff gets out there. Oh, that's fantastic. So what do you guys drive then, you three amigos? What what sort of uh, you know cars you drive in daily or uh, have you got weekend cars? John has a really well-built uh, Camaro around, I think it's 700 horsepower. He'll tell you all about it. And he has a 987.2 Cayman R. So he's a... Uh, oh, I've seen photos of the Cayman, yeah. Yeah, and he does track instructing for PCA and other organizations. So it's good to have um, a good um, you know vehicle to get out there and do it with. Uh, yeah. Evan, right now, nothing too exciting. Um, he's more into motorcycles, and he has a, a diesel golf to get around, very uh, okay. conscientious of the environment. Uh, yeah. And I, at the time, have a BRZ, pretty well modded, uh, run out of things to do, so now I'm kind of eyeing up the next move, realistically, probably a 718 <laughs> Boxster. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I saw one of those the other day on one of our group drives. They sound so nice. They look yeah. really good as well. Yeah, it's a good car. It's a great car for the money. And where are you guys based? You, you're in Pennsylvania? Willow Grove, Pennsylvania, about 40 minutes north of Philadelphia. 
Okay, and how's your what sort of company size? Do you, you know how many employees do you have? How many people do you have working with you? Around twenty at this point. Um, we just hired two more people, so twenty-two, and we're looking to hire more. Uh, the fabrication team is doing a great job, but the demand for us right now is is staggering. So we're quickly doing our best to add more people to the team. Um, we're not willing to sacrifice quality, so it's a long process to find the right person and bring them up to speed. Um, but it's we're taking off and it's we're growing fast and we're appreciative for all of your orders and all the attention and, and love that we get. Yeah, I mean, for a company that's been around about four years or so, um, that's a healthy number of, of employees. And, and like you say, demand is growing. That That's really exciting. What a great place to be right now. Yeah, thank you. We're, we're, we're super so, happy. Do you have global plans? I mean, I, I know that a lot of my viewers um, and listeners over in the UK and Europe um, are interested in sole performance products. And another question I get asked a lot is, you know, will they ship? You know, do you, do you sell your products mm-hmm. globally outside of North America? Well, one thing that makes us uh, unique, in my opinion, uh, is that we have a very strong dealer network and we do our best not to step on our dealer's toes and support them in any way we can. So. We deal direct with customers. We're all about delivering an experience and I work with people to get content, but our end goal is to push people to our dealers. We have a worldwide network um, of installers and dealers. We do our best to make it easier for them to sell. We want customers to work with shops. We want them to build local relationships with their dealer, uh-huh. with their techs, with their companies. So if anything, we're working with our dealers to make sure that they get the same experience that they would get from us. So we inform the customer, the customer picks things up with our dealers. You can uh, make sure it's installed right. Um, it sounds good and everything's taken care of. So we're big on not only taking care of customers, but our, uh, you know, supporting businesses as well. When you have that network, um, it's just so much better for everybody. It, it really is hard. Yeah. And some companies, you know, will, will not necessarily respect their dealers as much as we do. And, but that's really what it's about. If we can take care of someone in Pennsylvania just as well as we can in the UK, uh, that's great for us. So we're always looking for dealers that are willing to go out of the way to help their customers. So uh, we always invite people to join the dealer network or look at our online dealer map to see what their dealer's dealer is. And if you don't know of one, give us a call. We'll put the time in to hook you up with your local dealer um, or find one for you. That's awesome. That's cool. Global domination, Mike. Let's let's make it happen for some performance. <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> so, what about the advent of electric cars and hybrid cars? What what does that mean for uh, you know a performance exhaust manufacturer? Is that you know, a no go area for you guys? Is that going to you know is that going to open up a ton of different opportunities? Maybe a different sort of set of products. What what does that look like for you guys? It's funny because you know I'm I'm looking at the way the market's going. You know how long how long are internal combustion engines going to last? Uh, how long before the EPA cracks down on everything? Maybe our time is limited. Maybe it's not. But, you know, we're looking at what Tesla's with doing. Um, we're looking at Neo and China and other companies to see what's cooking. But the way that you can buy a car now and get the zero to 60 times of two seconds is, is staggering. And at what point yeah. will people rather invest in an electronic vehicle? Um, to get their get their rocks off. Um, it's who knows who can who can look at the future. But as an exhaust manufacturer, what could we possibly make for these people other than continue to deliver an outstanding customer service experience? And do we get into uh, compositing, building things out of carbon fiber, 3D printing, something like that, yep. uh, developing wheels? So we're never going to go away. Um, as, again, as I always say, we're a customer service company, so we'll find a way to make something happen. But 
yeah. you know, right now we can't keep up with demand. So that's our primary focus. But if electronic, yeah. if electric cars are the future, you know, we, we can do our best to adapt. And if, hey, if anyone has any suggestions, um, you know, we're looking to it. But I was thinking of myself as the marketing guy, like, what does a website look like to sell these components? Like, do I make my own website selling the wheels and the power adders? So it's a very interesting yeah. time. We have our ears to the ground. We're kind of seeing, you know, what what opportunities lie in that market. But right now we're, you know, give me a flat six any day. Yeah, <laughs> well, me too. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just recently I, I test drove the uh, the Taycan, uh, however you say that name, Taycan, Taycan, uh, Turbo S, and it was ridiculously fast, so fast that it made my brain hurt. And I actually felt queasy after doing the test drive. My friend Chris, who works at Porsche Minneapolis, he then got to test drive the same car with four or five different customers that day. <laughs> he said he was a mess in the evening. I mean, it, it was a phenomenal car to drive. It was it was awesome, but it was silent. That that rush, that that growl, that that feeling of connection between man and machine. It was just yeah. it was like you were on an escalator and you were along for the ride. I think you know whether you're looking at the UK and and uh, you know you're thinking about the 2040 time frame in the US, maybe 2035 or who knows, maybe 2050 when um, combustion engines are no longer going to be sold. There's still going to be a used market that's going to be, you know, around and looking for components. So you've got yourself a, you know, a 20 or 30 year kind of problem there to solve. But yeah, <laughs> a lot can happen in that time. What is the future of performance vehicles in the electric market look like? Because the faster you make the car, you're still going to need a good suspension. You're still going to need yeah. good brakes. Uh, you're going to fight based off of what the interior looks like and, and style. So it's by removing the engine, if anything, it's kind of the other aspects of the car are going to have to improve. And that's kind of where I'm interested in seeing new developments there. Uh, is carbon fiber technology going to become cheaper? Um, are carbon ceramic brakes going to get cheaper? You know, what other technologies are going to ramp up and compete with each other to bring the cost of high end performance down to the end consumer? Right, right. Yeah, definitely interesting times. I, you know, I think as, as far as I'm concerned, it's combustion engines for now. And uh, I'm, I'm potentially looking forward to a hybrid uh, 992 when that comes out in a couple of years time, if it's going to come out. Um, but yeah, long may the, uh, the flat six reign for now. Preach, preach on. If anything, <laughs> hey, I'll take my, uh, you know, my daily driven electric car to work. And then on the weekends, I'm going to hop into the the old internal combustion engine car and hit the road. <laughs> well, Mike, it's been absolutely awesome chatting with you. Um, I will continue to send people your way as they uh, contact me through uh, YouTube and Facebook, and unless you get bored of me and want to ship me on to John. But I'm looking forward to talking to John. Um, I'd love to speak with Evan, and uh, yeah. I wish you guys all the best of luck. You're an exciting company. You've got great products, and thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Thank you so much. And I'd just like to thank anyone listening for their time as well. And thank you for considering us. If you have any questions, please reach out to us anytime. Sales at soulpp.com uh, via email, Instagram, find us on the forums. We're always here for you. And James, we appreciate everything you do as well. We look forward to continuing our relationship. Well, that's it for another podcast, guys. That was a lot of fun chatting with Mike. And uh, Mike, if you're listening now, thank you very much for giving me your time. Uh, next up will be John Gatos. We're going to be talking more about the exhaust components in depth and uh, more about the industry in general. 
That'll be episode two, and then episode three will be with Evan about the actual production process and what goes into fabricating these parts. Like I say, the the sole performance exhaust, um, I know I keep going on about it, and uh, (laughs) I do try and stay as objective as possible when I have these kind of conversations. It's quite literally the most exciting mod that I've done to my 991 even more so than the carbon fiber. And that might be a shock to everybody because you all know how much I love the carbon fiber trim, but it still sounds like the Porsche. It still sounds like the flat six engine, but it's just come alive. You know, it growls, it's raspier, it's uh, it's more engaging. It just, it's just absolutely electric. It's incredible. Go check out Auto Amateur on YouTube. Listen to the uh, the sound of the exhaust and the performance um, in the comparison videos that I've done, the installation, a lot of people ask me whether or not you can get the valve exhaust actually plugged into the PSE button. And the answer is yes. Porsche of Minneapolis did it for me. Uh, the tech there was Seth, who was just phenomenal. He had that thing installed in, I don't know, four to six hours, including taking out both of the seats uh, to do all the wiring and, and programming and get it all hooked up into the modules, as well as installing the button. And of course, the exhaust itself. It is possible. It functions just like the PSC. It comes on automatically at 3,000 RPM. It, the valves close after 3,000 RPM, unless you've got the uh, the button depressed and, and they're always open. But incredible exhaust system, incredible products. And, uh, you know, what a nice guy Mike is and, and what a great company. So I wish Soul Performance all of the best. If any of you guys have any questions, contact Mike at sales at soulpp.com. Please feel free to hit me up. I'm always willing to talk about exhaust until I'm blue or pink in the face, whichever comes first. Take care. I hope you're all staying healthy and we'll chat soon. Take care. Bye.